resting place for me and his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me and his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me and his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. 
So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is... Good evening, everybody. I want to welcome you to Victor Christian Fellowship for our Wednesday night refreshing service. It is so good to have you here. And if you're watching, we just want to say welcome to you. We're going to have a good time in the Lord tonight. Amen. I know that uh, God is glad that you're here. And we're glad that he's here. So, Father, we just give you thanks and praise that tonight will be a different night. Tonight will be your night, Lord. You will put your fingerprints and your handprint on us, Lord. And we just give you thanks and praise for your power, for your goodness, and for your glory. 
And we just magnify you, Lord Jesus, and we invite you to have your way. Move by your spirit. Do great and mighty things in our midst. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
greater name than the name of Jesus. Beautiful name, glorious name, majestic name, the highest name, the name of Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks and praise for your name. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. You break every stronghold. Fill us with good things. Oh, we lift up your name in this place. And Lord, we thank you that as we praise your name, 
You inhabit our praises. And you're here to do your will. To, to work your work. To show yourself strong to those whose hearts are loyal to you. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. You are never alone, for I am always with you. In your darkest hour, I am the light that shines bright. In a time of captivity, I am with you to set the captive free. In your time of trouble, I am there to help you. And to see you through. When sickness invades your body, I'm there to heal you and make you whole. I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you even until the end of this age. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Are you glad about that? He'll never leave you. He's always with you. You've got someone in your corner. You've got someone pulling for you. Hallelujah. If you end up in a pit, he'll, be, he'll bring you out. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may have your seats. Praise the Lord. Oh, we serve a good God, don't we? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, we are glad that you're here tonight. I hope you're ready for times of refreshing that come from his presence. Amen. And we're so grateful to have Pastor Paul with us, who's going to lead our kids All right, so kids, we want to dismiss you now to go and be ministered to, experience the presence of the Lord, the power of God. Hallelujah. Have a good time, kids. Praise God. You know, we worship God in many ways, but in one way we worship God is through giving. I want to read to you a scripture from Proverbs chapter 3. This is from the Amplified, verses 9 and 10. It says, Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency. From righteous labors and with the first fruits of all your income. Every income that comes into your hand, whether it's earned or given or it comes through any means, honor the Lord first. Right? It says, so your storage places 
so shall your storage places be filled. That's any account or savings account or investment account. I mean, you can call your storage places full. And your vats will be overflowing with new wine. That's your spiritual side. And you know, God knows a little bit about generosity since he's a generous God. Did you know that he gives wisdom liberally to all those who ask? He gave the world his son, Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And if, if God didn't withhold his son, how will he also not freely give us all things? Amen? And God doesn't withhold anything from the upright. He, he doesn't withhold any good thing from those who walk uprightly. God's not a withholder. He's a giver. So you can give any time tonight if you're watching, or if you watch us any time, you can give any time through our website. And Father, I just give you thanks and praise for every giver and their gifts. I call them blessed, abundantly supplied for, protected and provided for. And Lord, we just give you the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you make a check, you can make it out to VCF. You can do, there's a seed planter over here by the bookstore and a seed planter over here by the entrance. Hallelujah. And you can do that any time during the service. I want to share something with you that uh, God gave me in Tulsa this past weekend. We were there for uh, celebrating two graduations, an anniversary and a birthday, and we had a great time. And uh, it says, the catalyst for freedom. Chains broken and prisons opened. God's will revealed, you are healed. You're called of God and you are whole. Prosper in your life, body, and soul. Plant your seed into good ground, and God will spread his grace all around. Obey the Lord in sowing. Just do as you're told, for it's time to reap a hundredfold. Amen? Hallelujah, it's time. And this was really the inspiration of tonight. How many are ready for a change? You know, you say, whoa, change. You may not like it until you get there. Amen? So tonight I want to just talk a little bit about faith being the catalyst for change. We have a catalyst for change, right? What is a catalyst? I'm so glad that you asked that question. It's something that causes a reaction. It's something that provokes or speeds up change. Right? It's, or actually, it's enthusiastic and energetic. It's a stimulant, it's a spark plug, and it's a wave maker. That's a catalyst. Right? So a catalyst brings about a change without it being changed itself. It's the spark for change. Right? How many have ever used a lighter? Right? That flint is a catalyst because every time you strike that flint, it doesn't change, but it produces a flame. Right? Hallelujah. So we're going to experience the catalyst of change tonight. 
I want you to go with me to Hebrews chapter 4. If you need to change anything in your life, you came here on the right night tonight. Amen? And God is the God of change. You know why? He's a creator. He likes doing new things. He likes coming up with new solutions and providing us with new ways out of trouble. He is a creator. He loves change. And when he doesn't like something, he just remakes it. Right? Hebrews chapter 4. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified. You follow along as best you can. We're going to start with verse 1. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still remains. Did you know that God's got a promise for you to enter into rest? You know, faith is a state of rest. Faith requires no toil. Faith requires no sweat. It's a sweatless, toilless victory. When you enter into faith, you are full of joy, you are at rest, and your faith is doing the heavy lifting. While the promise of entering his rest still remains and is freely offered today. Did you know that God's promises are freely offered to anybody who wants them? Anybody who believes them? Right? Let us fear, in case any one of you may seem to come short of reaching it or think he has come too late. For indeed we have had the good news of salvation preached to us, just as the Israelites. Also, when the good news of the promised land came to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them. Did you know that people can hear a message and it can benefit one and not the other? Because they're missing a catalyst. They're missing the, missing the key ingredient to mix with it. Notice what the Bible says. The message that they had heard did not benefit them because it was not united with faith. Or it was not mixed with faith. They were missing the catalyst. By those who heard. Verse 3. For we who believe, that is, we who personally trust and confidently rely on God. Do you personally trust God? Do you confidently rely on Him? We enter that rest. So we have his inner peace now because we are confident in our salvation and assured of his power, just as he has said. All right. Did you know that when it comes to faith, you don't need a whole lot. A small amount will do something great. I want you to go to Matthew 13. Matthew 13. A small amount of faith can do a great work. Matthew 13, verse 31. He gave them another 
parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Now, how many has seen a seed? Any kind of seed, doesn't matter. A mustard seed is the smallest of seeds. Ever say it's the smallest? But notice, it says, which a man took, you got to take the seed. And you got to do something with the seed. A seed by itself will do nothing. What do you got to, do where do you got to put a seed in? You got to put it in some ground, right? What is the ground that the mustard seed goes into? It's your heart. Okay? Notice, a man took, he took the seed. And he sowed it in his field. He sowed it in his heart. Your field is your heart. Okay? Verse 32. I guess Matthew 13, 31. I forgot to tell you the verse. And of all the seeds planted in the region, it is the smallest. Oh my goodness. But it it doesn't stay small. When you plant the mustard seed... It starts off small, but it doesn't stay small. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But when it is grown, it is the largest of the garden herbs and becomes a tree so that birds of the air find their shelter in its branches. So you don't need a whole lot of faith to do a great work. All you need is a mustard seed of faith. But you've got to take that seed and you've got to plant that seed in your heart. When you plant it in your heart, a catalyst takes place. An explosion begins to happen. Power begins to move. There's a catalyst. It's like putting Alka-Seltzer in water. You could... Have that Alka-Seltzer in your hand, and it doesn't do anything. It's just tablets. But when you put those tablets into water, the water starts to change. It starts to bubble. It starts to fizz. And oh, what a relief it is. (laughs) That catalyst produces relief. It calms an acidic atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere. Because that catalyst took place in that glass, it changes the atmosphere of where it's applied. Amen? Did you know that the Lord asks nothing of you for what He offers you? He doesn't charge you for a miracle. He says, I'll give you a miracle, but that'll be $50, please. Or I'll send you a bill. He doesn't, he doesn't charge us for what He offers us. Salvation is free. Healing is free. Deliverance is free. Strength is free. Has anyone ever gotten a bill from Jesus? Why? He paid the bill from beginning to end. Everything that God offers is free to us. Because someone else paid the price. 
And all we have to do to receive what he offers is accept and believe him and trust him and accept his gift wholeheartedly. That is the only thing that we need to receive from God. That's why your faith is a catalyst of change. By faith, you can change your financial circumstance. You can go from poor to plenty in five seconds. Did, did Jesus and Peter come to the temple and have to pay a temple tax? Now, they didn't have money on them. That doesn't mean that they were poor. just means they didn't have their wallet with them. Right? So, who is Jesus? What is he? He's the W-O-R-D, right? He's the Son of God, but he is the Word. Right? He, he's many things. All right? But you're, so, you're all right. So, where does faith come from? Hearing the Word. So, the Word tells Peter, go down to the water and cast in a line and the first fish. You can ever say the first one. If you identify something as first, there's more than one. Otherwise, Jesus would have said, catch the fish. He said, the first fish you catch. It's going to have something in its mouth. So the Word gave Peter an instruction, right? And Peter followed the instruction of the Word. He's operating by faith, right? He goes down to the water. He's used to throwing a net. This time he's casting a line. And he casts that line in, and he feels it. Oh, I got one, I got one. He pulls it up. And lo and behold, in its mouth, in the fish's mouth, are two gold coins or whatever they were. Right? That was enough to pay tax for Peter and for Jesus. He went from poor to prospering in just a moment. Why? Because he did it by faith. He believed what the Word said. Right? When you believe what the Word said, you get Word results. We've got to believe what God says. I don't care if your feelings disagree with God, you go with God. I don't care if your neighbor disagrees with God, you go with God. I don't care if the doctor disagrees with God, you go with God. God's proven to know more than anybody else. Guess what? God is so smart, he doesn't even have to change a statement. God's not going to take your Bible and say, oh, I didn't mean to say that. He's not going to cross it out. Say, this is what I meant to say. No. What God said is sure. It's a sure foundation. It's a, it's a fixed foundation. It, it doesn't need to be added to or taken away or subtracted from, right? What God said is good for the ages. He doesn't have to change a word. Okay? God is a man of his word. He cannot lie. What he says he will do, he, will, he fully intends to do. Okay? Everything that God says is a promise and a covenant that he intends to bring to pass. 
He fully intends, when he sends out his word from his mouth, his full intention is for that word to come to pass. Okay? He binds himself to his own word. God will not violate his own word. He gave man a free will, didn't he? He gave us the ability to choose. He has never violated that. He has never said, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that, Gabriel. Or Michael. You know, the archangel meeting in heaven. Seraphim and cherubim, I wish I wouldn't have said that. No. What God says, he fully intends to do. Okay? Go with me to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. How many are ready for a catalyst of change tonight? Maybe there's something in your life, in your heart, in your mind that you want to change. You can change anything by faith. You can change something spiritual, something physical, amen, something emotional. You can change it by faith. If you're a captive, you can break free by faith. Did you know that the Holy Ghost is a prison breaker? He's never been caught either. He's broke a lot of people out of prison. God, God sent his angels. And even when his disciples were sleeping, wake up, man, I'm, I'm here to set you free. Peter was snoring in the prison. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. I'm reading again from the Amplified. If you have a different version, just follow along. For by these, by these what? What's he talking about? By these promises, by these statements of God. God. Did you know that God personally guarantees every promise that he makes? Okay. For by these, he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises. Oh my goodness. Say God's promises are precious and magnificent. Okay? They are of inexpressible value. So that by them, by those promises, you may escape from the immoral freedom, immoral freedom that is in the world because of disreputable desire. And become sharers of the divine nature. Did you see that? It's through the promises that you become a partaker. You become a sharer of what? The divine nature. Not the old nature, but the divine nature. When you believe what he promised, you can upgrade your nature. Did you know that a divine nature is whole? A divine nature is wise. A divine nature understands things. A divine nature is strong. A divine nature is full of love. A divine nature is friendly. A divine nature is joyful. A divine nature is patient. Oh, come on. If you're going to be joyful, you need to be patient too. They, they, did you know that joy and patience hang out in the same orchard? 
You can't just grow joy trees. You've got to grow love, joy, peace trees, long-suffering trees, patient trees, faithful trees, kind trees. Amen? But when you believe the promise, you become a partaker of the divine nature. You become a sharer of the nature of God. Did you know that the divine nature is resurrected? The divine nature conquers death. It moves mountains. It, it defeats giants. It walks on water. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. The divine nature knows how to bring heaven to right where you are. Glory to God. We are partakers of the divine nature. Sharers. Partakers. He, Jesus shares his nature with us. Oh my goodness. Verse 5, for this very reason, applying your diligence to the divine promises, make every effort in exercising your faith. Listen, when you hear God's word about any subject, you've got to make every effort to grab a hold of it by faith. You've got to exercise, ever say exercise your faith. You know, if you have a dog, you've got to walk the dog. Right? You know, if you have a car, you've got to drive the car. I know they have some cars that drive themselves, but I'm not getting a car that drives itself. I'm going to be driving the car. I like to, ha- I like to have certain controls in life. <laughs> I'm not going to be controlled by a computer. I know planes have autopilots, and that's just fine. Because there's not a whole lot of traffic in the air. And they got people watching them right on radar. You've got to exercise diligence in exercising your faith. Every time you hear God's word, it's an opportunity to exercise your faith. You know, if, if you want to develop muscles, I found out that muscles don't develop themselves. Did you know that I have the same muscles as Sylvester Stallone? Yo, Adrian. You're looking at me like, I don't think so. Yes, we have, I have a bicep. He has biceps. I have triceps. He has triceps. But how come his are different than mine? Because he spent more time developing them. Some people spend more time developing their faith. That's why their faith is stronger, more powerful, and more effective than others. I don't spend eight hours a day in the gym. I barely spend an hour a month in the gym. Although in Tulsa, I did work out twice. It was great. I'm inspired by my son and my (laughs) brother-in-law. They help motivate me. I'm not going to read it, but in the following verses, it, it gives you everything to add to your faith to make it more powerful, more effective, and quicker. All right? I want you to go to Romans 4. Romans 4. Faith is a catalyst of change. If you want to change something in your life, you've got to add your faith to God's word and power will result. How come in the Bible, when everybody was touching Jesus, but one woman withdrew power from him? Because she touched him in faith. The others were touching him in the natural. 
But one, one woman came behind him and touched, didn't even touch him, touched his clothes. How many know her touch was different? Because she made a withdrawal of power. You know that faith was working when you withdraw power. Faith taps in to the power of God that's present. You could be in a room full of unbelievers, but one person who operates by faith, they're going to tap into it. And tonight, you've got to tap into the power of God. The power of God is here. For whatever change that needs to happen in your life, in your body, in your mind, in your family, you can tap into it by faith. And faith creates a change. Faith starts a chain reaction. Oh, my goodness. Romans 4, verse 13. I'm just going to tell you this. In this passage of Scripture, the, the word promise is mentioned six times, and the word faith is mentioned six times. I already did that. I preempted that so that you wouldn't have to look that up. Verses, in nine verses... The promise is mentioned not six times, and faith is mentioned six times in nine verses. What's he trying to say? Have faith in the promise. Okay? Abraham wanted a son because God told him, I'm going to make you a father. Right? When God told him that, how many kids did Abraham have? Zero. But then... He got to the point where his body was dead. Sarah's womb was dead. Right? Everybody say dead. You know you need a catalyst to change death to life. Right? So Abraham, the Bible says that he came to a point where he believed God. And when he believed God, it was credited to him to righteousness and his name was changed. It went from Abram... To what? Abraham. So here's, here's the thing. When, when Abraham's name was changed, he started speaking what God had already said to him. I am the father. Every time he said Abraham, he, he would introduce himself. He would say, I'm Abraham. If someone were to say, who's in charge? He'd say, Abraham is in charge. I'm Abraham. Every time he said Abraham, he was declaring, I am a father of many nations. You know what he was doing? He was changing the situation. He was adding his catalyst of change, faith, in God's word. All right, verse 13, Romans 4. The promise to Abraham or to his descendants that he would be heir of the world. Everybody say heir of the world. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Guess what? That's our family line. All of us who believe in Jesus Christ have the faith of Abraham. That means we are heirs of the world, too. Say, I'm an heir of the world. The world is not the devil's. The world is ours. I'm an heir. Say, I'm an heir of the world. I want you to see yourself as an heir of the world. One person can change a nation. How do I know this? Joseph changed Egypt. Daniel and three friends, four people, changed the Persian Empire. Oh, come on. Why? Because they were heirs of the world. All right? Okay. 
that he would be heir of the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Okay? If those who are followers of the law are the true heirs of Abraham, then faith leading to salvation is of no effect, void, and the promise of God is nullified. If you could just follow the law, you don't need to have faith in God. But God didn't design it that way. We can't just follow the law. If you follow the law, you will die. Because the law wasn't meant to save you. It was simply to show you how bad you really were. We have to follow Jesus. Right? Listen, when you follow Jesus, you will ultimately follow the law. But you've got to follow Jesus. He's the priority. Not some rules or regulations. A personal relationship with Jesus. Okay? All right? And the promise is, verse 15, For the law results in God's wrath, but where there is no law, there is no violation. Therefore, inheriting the promise depends entirely on faith. Say, inheriting the promise depends on faith. If you want to be an heir of the promise, you've got to live by faith. All right? Okay. Verse 16, Therefore, inheriting the promise depends entirely on faith. Right? In order that they may be given as an act of grace, so that the promise will be legally guaranteed to all descendants of Abraham. Anyone who has faith in Jesus is the descendant of Abraham. Not only for those Jewish believers who keep the law, but also for the Gentile believers who share the faith of Abraham. How many share in the faith of Abraham? I do. Who is the spiritual father of us all? Verse 17, as it is written in Scripture, I have made you a father of many nations. How did that happen? He believed God. He became a father by believing God. He overcame death by believing God. Sarah received life into a dead womb because she believed God. Faith was the catalyst of change. It changed death to life. It changed failure to success. It changed darkness to light. Hallelujah. In the sight of him whom he believed, that is God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they are. I'm Abraham. I'm a father of many nations. Where are your kids? I'm a father of many nations. Where are your kids? I'm a father of many nations. Here comes Isaac. Isaac came, didn't he? Because he kept saying. He wouldn't give it up. Amen? Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop believing. Keep believing God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep speaking the word. And it will come to pass. See, the problem is we quit too early. Then we blame God because it didn't happen. Well, God says you quit. See, when you quit on God, you fall short of the promise. Hallelujah. All right? So Abraham believed he would become the father of many nations as he had been promised. He had faith in the promise, okay? So shall your descendants be without becoming weak in faith. He considered his 
his own body now as good as dead for producing children since he was about a hundred years old. Everybody say a hundred. Come on. Can you see yourself a hundred going to the maternity ward? Right? Your wife's 90 and you're going to the maternity ward. Say, what are you doing here? I'm, I'm going to see my son. Really? Think about how that was. That's exactly how it was for them. They, they, I'm sure that they got ridiculed. I'm sure that people said, why are you calling yourself a father when you have no kids? I'm not saying, I'm saying what he said. See, that's what faith is. Faith is saying what God says. It's not what you feel. It's not what you think. It's not the opinion of others. It's saying what God says. All right? Okay? Verse 20. But he did not doubt or waver in unbelief concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and empowered by faith, giving glory. If you want to keep your faith strong, give glory to God. Give glory to God. Right? Verse 21, being fully convinced that God had the power to do what he promised. How many believe that God has the power to do what he promised? If he promised you healing, then he's got the power to make it happen. If he promised you wealth, he's got the power to make it happen. If he promised you strength, he's got the power to make it happen. God doesn't promise anything that he can't back up or bring to pass. Therefore, his faith was credited to him as righteousness. All right? Hallelujah. So in this passage of Hebrews, in Hebrews verse 4, we read that some fell short, right? What that means is they fell behind, they were lacking, they, uh, they came behind, they came in too late. You know, there is a window of opportunity to believe God, right? His promise is good until... It doesn't have an expiration date. And whenever you decide to believe it, it'll come to pass. We know that from Abraham took 25 years. Right? But there were some that fall short. They failed to fulfill a goal. They were left out because they did not believe. See, if you don't believe God, you will fall short. If you don't believe God, it's like... Making Kool-Aid with just water. How many know Kool-Aid comes in a packet, right? It's a powdery substance. And it's designed to mix with water. But if you just have water, you're not having Kool-Aid. You've got to put the Kool-Aid in the water, right? And you've got to mix it. And then it becomes Kool-Aid. Because it changes the water. Because the Kool-Aid is a catalyst, right? But if you don't add the catalyst, you have no change. If you don't believe God, no change is going to occur. If you don't trust God, nothing's going to happen. If you don't accept God's word, you're not going to get anything. Okay? You've got to add faith. Right? So I'm going to close with this. This is what faith is. I'm going to just give you a little summary of what faith is. Alright? Faith is, I believe God. Say, say that, say, I believe God. I believe 
Faith is, I trust his word. Say, I trust his word. And accept it as absolute truth. It alone can override, change, or transform my circumstances. You believe that? Faith can do that? If you believe that, say amen. Okay? Faith is what God said is true. Say what God said is true. You believe that what God said is true? What if it disagrees with your feelings? Or your emotions? What if it disagrees with something that you have believed and you realize that what you believe was wrong? You've got to be willing to know that God's word overrides everything. Okay? What God said is true more than what I see in the natural. It's more than what I feel in my body or have heard what someone has said. Say, what God said is true. Okay? This is what faith is. I grab hold of what God said. Say that. And I make it my own possession. I rest solely on his word. I receive it. I embrace it. I stand on it. And I act on it. Act like you're healed. Act like you're healed. Not going to be. You are. Why? He said you are. Did God say by, your, by his stripes you are healed? Then if he said it, then you can agree with it because he's the truth. Right? I receive it, embrace it, stand on it, act on it. I obey it willingly. Say that. Quickly. And wholeheartedly. See, you've got to embrace God's word with your heart, not your brain. It's got to go in your heart first, and then your brain will catch up. Did you know that God's word can bypass your brain? He can just give you a revelation and go, right? Uh, who do the people say that I am? Oh, you're Elijah, you're some prophet. Yeah, but who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Why? It went to shoom, right to Peter's heart. He got a revelation. Jesus even said, my father in heaven gave that to you. Or revealed it to you, right? Okay? What faith is? What God has said is my new reality. You don't say you're broke. You say money comes to me. Right? Did Jesus call Lazarus dead after he walked out of the tomb? No. He called, he called the cloths dead. He said, remove the dead cloths. But he said, Lazarus, come forth. He knew that Lazarus was fully alive the moment he spoke his word. Right? He didn't say, help the dead man. No. He said, help, take, take the death off the live man. Amen? What God has said has got to become your new reality. You've got to eat it, breathe it, sleep it, talk it. When you're at breakfast, you've got to speak it. When you're at lunch, you've got to speak it. When you're at dinner, you've got to speak it. When you're having a late night snack, you've got to speak it. It's got to be 
a part of your life. Faith is not a part-time job. Faith is a full-time lifestyle. It's got to infiltrate everything you do. You've got to speak faith when you wake up, and you've got to speak faith before you go to bed. How many times do you think Abraham said Abraham in, his, in 25 years? A lot. More than we could count. Well, this isn't working for me. Just keep at it, you little whiny baby. That's the devil trying to get you off of God's promises. You know, he doesn't want you to get a hold of God's promise. He'll, he'll try to distract you. He'll try to get your focus off the promise. He'll try to make these feelings come up. But how many know you've got to take authority over your thoughts? Right? I embrace God's word with my whole being. Heart, soul, body. Right? That's faith is a catalyst to change. The reason that some people don't have what God said is because they didn't mix faith with it. Did not Jesus tell some people, O ye of little faith? Little itty bitty tiny faith. Little itty bitty tiny faith gets little itty bitty miracles. If that. Did Jesus ever talk to someone being weak in faith? Yeah, the Bible talks about being weak in faith or being strong in faith. Abraham kept his faith strong. How did he do it? He was giving, giving, giving. Not, not gave, not gave once, not off, but giving on a constant, continual basis. He gave glory to God, which kept his faith strong. And we know that Abraham doubted along the way. The devil got him to do what Sarah suggested. Why don't you take my Egyptian maid? That was not God's plan. When he took the Egyptian maid, he just got out of faith. And he created an Ishmael. It smells in here. (laughs) Do you realize Ishmael was a stench? Against Israel for a long time? Do you realize Ishmael mocked the promise when Isaac was born? It smells in here. It smells in here. Don't create an Ishmael. Why? It'll smell in here. (laughs) And Ishmael will will mess up the atmosphere. Why? Why? Because Ishmael's come from the flesh. That was of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) So, how many here need a change tonight? If you're here tonight, and you need something to change in your life, in your body, in whatever, in your finances... You need a change. We're going to add the catalyst, which is our faith. All it takes is mixing faith with what God said. It creates a change. It creates a reaction. When you mix faith with what God said, something happens in the atmosphere. 
Something happens to your circumstance. Something happens. And God's power begins to flow. It begins to move. And it creates a change. Right? Paul and Silas, they were imprisoned in a, in a, in a dungeon. But at midnight... They began to speak faith words. They began to praise God. It changed the circumstance. It changed the situation. Chains started falling off. Prisons started opening. Not just with them, but everybody. They brought a change to the atmosphere. It changed the entire prison. They began a jailhouse rock before Elvis even thought of it. Some of you, you need a change tonight. Your situation needs to change. Something needs to change. All you got to do is add faith. Faith is the catalyst of change tonight. Who here needs a change? Come up here right now if you need a change. And the power of God is going to be here tonight. He's going to bring about a change. Oh, hallelujah. You're going to walk the way of Change Avenue. And you're going to experience new things and greater things. A new and fresh anointing is coming upon you right now to embrace the change that I'm doing in your life, in your heart, and in your mind. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now that your change is taking place in the name of Jesus. Whatever change she needs, Lord, there's an anointing here to change in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God specializes in changing circumstances and situations. There's none too great or too small that he, 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 he won't change. He loves you. And he's constantly, he's taking you from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Let the change begin right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I give you thanks and praise that darkness is fleeing and light is remaining in the name of Jesus. You're, you're doing a change, Father. You're changing things up. You're mixing things up, but for the good. Hallelujah. I give you thanks and praise, Father, that you're writing the story in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the change that she has come up here to get. Lord, I thank you that she's changed by the power. She's changed this hour. She has a Holy Ghost shower in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, I give you thanks and praise. She knows your name, and she's ready to change. She's open. She has an open invitation in your heart saying, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Oh, he's having his way. He's doing something great today in you, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's going to change you. Before you see your circumstance change. He's changing you. He's rearranging how you think. He's changing how you speak. He's changing how you behave. And you're going to see power released in the name of Jesus. 
authority and power and might. He's bringing you out of the night and into the day in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I thank you for the change that's taking place in her life. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Ghost to change, change, change is coming. Change is happening right now. In the name of Jesus, she's adding a catalyst of change right now. And you're filling her up with your goodness and your grace. And things are going to be different in that place, says the Lord. Things are going to be different in that place. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, a change that the enemy cannot stop. A change that will go pop, 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 like popcorn. When you put popcorn in the microwave and, the, and you apply the heat and it begins to pop, 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 says the Lord, pop, pop, pop. Change is exploding. Explosive change in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's a reason I brought you here tonight, says the Lord. I'm making things right. I'm doing a work in you. I'm doing my will in you. Change is happening. The change that he desires, Father, is occurring right now in his life and in his heart. He's giving you a brand new start, a fresh start. Hallelujah. Strength and power for this hour in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, he's embracing change. I give you thanks and praise right now that you're bringing about change in his life, change in his heart, change in his mind. In the name of Jesus, chains are breaking. And there's a new and fresh anointing. There's a new and fresh anointing being poured on you. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, that the change that he needs to happen is taking place as he looks upon your face. In the name of Jesus, as he walks by faith, not by sight, you're making things right and delivering from the night. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for touching him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Change. 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 Get your heart ready, because things are changing, says the Lord. I'm, I'm bringing you into a new scene. Like the change of a theater production. When the backstage workers put things in place and the curtains open and it's a new scene. It's a new day. It's a new anointing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Come over here. Stand right there. Come behind her. Hallelujah. You're going to experience the authority of his name as he brings about the change. You ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, hallelujah. He's going to take you to greater heights. You're going to see different sights. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the change that you're bringing about right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shora borasondo ramamona kaskili abarosanda la barakosanda. Ha. Oh yes. I'm rearranging things, putting things here, putting things there. But trust me, because I know what I'm doing and I know where I'm taking you to. And I just want you to enjoy the journey as you take my hand and we walk together. I'm bringing the change, says the Lord. Change is occurring right now. Rapid change. Increased change in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, ho, ho. Just enjoy what God's about to tweak. You're gaining strength. And you're leaving behind the weakness. No more weakness. No more infirmity. But nothing but freedom. 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 Says the Lord. Change. 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 Those who wait upon the Lord. They shall renew their strength. My strength is renewable, says the Lord. When you wait upon me, I give you my strength. I put my strength in you. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in her, through her, and to her. In the name of Jesus, change, change, change. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, I'm changing things in a great way, in a grand way, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, the devil can't stop you, for I've delivered you from his hand. I've delivered you from his plan. And on me and my word you shall stand. I will give you my strength, and you will give me your thanks. And there will be an exchange take place. Heaven is on your side. He's opening up the sky. He's taking you to greater heights. Hallelujah. Let the change begin, Father. The chemical reaction in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you make the devil nervous. And therefore, he wanted to destroy, but God says, no, he's my boy. So I thank you right now, Father, that making a change in his life, in his heart, in his mind, in the name of Jesus, change the way he thinks. Change the way he acts, Lord. Bring about a change in his life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Smashing records. 
breaking barriers, moving forward. There were times that you felt stuck, bogged down in the mire and in the muck. But I'm pulling you out, says the Lord. I've got plans for you, places for you to go, things for you to do, things for you to see. It's time to kick it into high gear. It's time to shift the shifter and hit the gas pedal and go, says the Lord. I'm changing things in you. I'm changing things. Change, change, change in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight that you are changing this church. You are changing this church. You're making us into a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. One that impacts its community. One that shines as a burning light. One that has the flame of holy fire within its bones. In the name of Jesus, I give you thanks and praise that you're changing the dynamic of this people, under this house, in this family. In the name of Jesus. You're making us strong. You're making us fit for the fight. We've got souls to reach. We've got souls to reach. I call this barn full of sheaves in the name of Jesus. We're bringing in our sheaves, Lord. We've got some bundles to bring in. And I thank you, Lord, that they're coming in in the name of Jesus. Oh, give us a heart for the world. The fields are ripe and ready for the harvest. Let's go out and get them. Hallelujah, Lord. You're changing us. You're replacing our poverty with your prosperity. You're overcoming our weakness with your strength. You're filling our family with your humility. And we give you thanks and praise, Father, that there's a shift in the spiritual atmosphere. When people walk onto this property, they're going to hear the voice of God. They're going to be confronted with their sin. And they're going to have a choice to make. Either change or go without Hallelujah. I declare this once again, Father, to be so in the name of Jesus. I say that chains are broken, prisons are opened, God's will is revealed, we are healed, we are called of God, we are whole. We prosper in our life and in our body and in our soul. 
We plant our seed on good ground. And Lord, you spread your grace all around. We obey you, Lord. In sowing, we do as we are told. For it's time to reap a hundredfold. Hallelujah. A hundredfold. It's reaping time. We're reaping. We're reaping. We're not sleeping. We're reaping. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, someone say praise the Lord. Someone say God is good. I look forward to hearing about the changes that are taking place. Amen. Because our faith is a catalyst for change. And when you walk with God, you can't stay the same. Amen. He takes you deeper. He takes you higher. He takes you further. Glory to God. Have a great rest of the week. God bless you.